Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. Hope you're blessed and encouraged today. And what a blessing it is that we can come around the scriptures to lift up the name of Yeshua. We're on a series where we are talking about I'm a witness. And the purpose for this series is to bring us to a place of some of the key elements that we need to have established within our lives to increase our witness as we share our faith of Yeshua to those who are not yet saved and to minister to the brokenhearted. And we've got to have certain things established within our lives. Yesterday, what did we talk about? We talked about the importance of love, recognizing that Elohim loves us. And, uh, you know, today we're going to be looking at the area of help, understanding uh, how much Yehovah loves us and how he provides help for us, especially in our time of need. And who is Yeshua here for? Who is he reaching out to? He's reaching out to those that are in a place of trouble, those that recognize that they need salvation, they need deliverance. But we want to take time just to reflect on what that means to us within our life. So we have authority when we minister the word to this generation. So if you're tuning in, I want to encourage you. Uh, give us a shout out on the feed that you are watching. If you're watching on YouTube or uh, any of the Facebook feeds, just give us a shout out. Let us know you're watching. If you're listening by podcast, we welcome you. We are blessed that uh, you can connect with us. Our podcasts go out to multiple channels all over the world. And it is great to hear testimony of those who are joining us on podcast. Uh, some people have asked, you know, how do I find you on podcast? You just put uh, daily devotion with Kenny Russell and you'll find it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Audible, um, you know, Google Podcast. Look, it's on everything. If it's not on your favorite podcast platform, let us know and we will make sure that our feeds are added to that platform. So what a blessing. Hallelujah. So anyway, we've got B with us in Texas. Good to have you. We've been lifting up your husband, Randy, in prayer as well. And I hope all is well with him today as we continue to stand and pray with him after he was taken into hospital yesterday. So we stand with you in that. We've got Yogi with us as well. Good to see you. We've got Esther with us in Australia. Good to see you. And um, hallelujah. Like I said, if you're joining us, give us a shout out on the comment section so we know you are there. And uh, it always is good to uh, recognize um, the feedback that we have as we spend time together around the scriptures. Hallelujah. So let's just take a moment to pray. It's preparation day here in Israel. So I've come on a little bit earlier as we get ready. Uh, to bring in the Sabbath here in the land of Israel. So, Father, I want to thank you for this day. I pray, Father, as we come around your word, that you will minister to us. Our desire, Father, is that we will be a witness for you, that we will understand the transforming power of what you have done within our lives. We'll identify our walk and how we experience you by connecting it to who you are within the scriptures. We want to know the word on which we stand. 
because Yeshua, you are that solid rock, and we stand upon the rock of Yeshua at this time, and we know how important it is to uh, be secure in you and be secure within your word. So as we spend time in the scriptures, I pray that your word will come alive to us, you will minister to us, that your fire will be within our hearts, that you'll supernaturally transform us. You know, the supernatural is meant to be our natural. And Father, we ask you to give us eyes to see in the Spirit, that you give us ears to hear by the Spirit, that we can function in accordance with your will and purpose, that signs and wonders and miracles will be a major part of our lives. Father, that signs and wonders and miracles come so that you show who you are to those in need, those who are brokenhearted. Father, we know that you are with us, and this is not religion that we have, it's relationship, and we recognize that we need you. So as we press in today in the area of help, help is on the way, we know that you are the God who supplies all of our needs. You're the one who uh, delivers us. You're the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way. So, Father, we thank you for the word. And as we delve into the word, have your way in our hearts today in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, you know, just in opening up, I just uh, was thinking of the scripture that's found in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. It says, Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your Elohim. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And, you know, the focus I want to look at is just the combination. When you see a scripture concerning the help of Yahovah, you'll always see uh, that it is surrounded by who Yehovah is. Fear not, I am with you. And I want you just to picture where Yeshua is within your life. Is he with you? Have you made that decision to follow him? And, you know, the, the purpose of, of what we're looking at is to look at key areas that we should be sharing concerning our faith in being a witness, that we are a witness because the living reality of the Scripture is alive within our lives, and that's what we want to be walking in, the life of the Spirit. So, hallelujah, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your Elohim. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And what we see within that scripture in Isaiah 41 is that Elohim, he says, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make a way for you to become everything that I have created you to be. Hallelujah. That he will establish who he is within our lives. Thank you, Father. In the area of help, one of the scriptures uh, that um, I enjoyed. Uh, hold on one second. Why have I, uh, I've lost my scripture. Let me just get there in a second. Um, yeah, it's, it's Psalm 121. That was uh, the verse that I was looking at. And I want to share this portion of Scripture. And I want us to 
take a moment to meditate on this word. And I hope every day that you set aside time to really press in. And even as we do these devotion times, that when we capture a word from Yehovah yesterday, what did we talk about at the end yesterday? We said, Father, is there someone that we need to minister to? Is there someone that we need to bring the revelation of the gospel of the kingdom to? Who do we share the love of Elohim with at this time? And I really believe that as we inquire of the Father, He will put people on our hearts. He'll open up the doors for us to speak words of encouragement. He will open up the way for us to minister the truth of Yehovah to this generation. So don't forget that as we go through this and as we look at establishing the love of God and the help of God within our lives, we want to ask the Father, is there people in need that we can minister to? And in this Psalm 121 and verse 1, I love what it says. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And, you know, it opens with that question. I lift my eyes to the hills. And sometimes we go through circumstances and we're in a place where, you know, when we're so busy looking at who we are and our abilities and our strengths, we recognize that we're in situations that, that are far bigger than anything we can comprehend. And as we lift our eyes to the hills and we look up, we see the creation of God. We see the authority of Yehovah. We recognize you are bigger than I am. Father, I want to be found in you. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from who? Verse 2. My help comes from Yehovah, the maker of heaven and earth. So we recognize that he is the creator that he made us. And yesterday, as we read uh, from Psalm 139, what did we see? That he knit me together in my mother's womb, that he is very much a part of every element of who I am. And this is so important in our witness. And as we minister to people, as we share the truth of the gospel of the kingdom, it's coming to that place of recognizing and realization that the Father, He knows you, that He is uh, involved in every element of your life. And you might be sitting in this place thinking, you know, why does God even care about me? Well, He really cares about the small details within my life. And I want you to know today that He is a loving God. He is a caring God. He is there for you. Maybe you're watching right now and you feel like the circumstances and the things that you are facing are way bigger than you can uh, comprehend or overcome. And that's why we lift our eyes up to the hills. We recognize, Father, you are my creator. You are the maker of heaven and earth. <laughs> that's where my help comes from. It comes from you. And it's interesting as we open up this portion of scripture, you know, you've got the psalmist and, you know, it's a cry for deliverance. And, you know, where does my help come from? And then here comes the answer. He's not waiting for, uh, well, you know, I, I don't have any hope. No, this is a, a psalm of hope because he answers the question. He already knows the answer. 
And, you know, th this, I believe, what happens within our heart too, even before we are saved, when we're in that place of recognizing our time of need, will you lift up your eyes and recognize that you need to turn to Yahovah? And it's in our brokenness, it's in our place where we don't have the ability to move forward that we can call on the name of Yahovah. All who call on his name will be saved. And we have got to get to that place of receiving from him. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Listen, if you don't choose your help from the Lord, you're going to choose your help from a source that is uh, inconsistent. You know, man's help is not what we need. It might get you through the odd trial and the odd thing that you face. But even everything within this world will be shaken. We need to have a reliance on Yahovah. Verse 3, it says, I will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And you know, what an uh, an interesting portion of scripture because he's not saying my help comes from the Lord. He's the maker of heaven and the earth. But what he's doing is he's answering. He's bringing forth that answer. You know, he's moving into that third person. He will not let your foot. So you've got it starting off with, I lift my eyes to the hills. And the psalmist is saying, following my example. And this is what we want to do as we witness, as we share our faith, as we reach out. We want people to see our lives and we want to say to them, he will not let your foot slip. And, you know, just to understand that, he says, he who watches over you will not slumber. And I love that portion of scripture. He who watches over you won't slumber. <laughs> you know, what does that mean? He's not going to slumber. You know, Yehovah is not going to fall asleep in the midst of the needs and the things that you face and the difficulties that are before you. When you are in that place of prayer and you're pressing in and you need help, you need the Father to intervene. Let me tell you something. I believe that God is going to do miracles today. You might be in a place where you've been calling out for help and saying, Father, I need your healing power. I need your deliverance. I need you to come in on my behalf. I need you to bring us out of lack. I need you to bring us out of brokenness and bring forth your restoration. And he says this, I'm a God who watches over you. You know, I'm not going to let your foot slip. I will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He's not going to miss the mark concerning your life. He's not going to miss the mark concerning his promises for Israel. In fact, you can look towards Israel and you can see the testimony of who Yehovah is and everything that he stands for. And this is vitally important that we take a, a hold of what this scripture says. It says, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The promises in the word concerning Israel are going to come to pass. We're going to see the fullness of prophecy as the Father gathers his people from the nations of the world, as he brings full restoration to the kingdom of Yehovah on this earth. This is the day in which we are living, where we are seeing prophecy being fulfilled. So you can rely on a God who's not going to slumber 
or sleep. And you might be thinking, well, you know, this is too good to be true. Are you telling me that, that God, he's not, he's not going to miss the mark, that he knows where I'm at. He knows what I'm going through. He knows what I'm facing. In verse 5, it says, Yehovah, he watches over you. Yehovah is your shade at, at your right hand. And I love this next portion. It says, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. And, you know, what we see in this, uh, you know, we see, you know, from, from one side of your day to the other side of your day, from the brightness of the sun to the darkest of the night. What's he saying? He says that you are not going to be harmed, that you are going to be in the shade of his right hand. And then in verse 7, it says, Yehovah will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Yehovah will watch over your comings and your goings, both now and forevermore. So he will keep you from all harm. And, you know, as we look at this portion of Scripture, what it's not saying, it's not saying that you're not going to face difficult times in tough places, but he's saying, I will keep you. I'm going to watch over your life. I'm going to bring you through if you will call on my name. And this is the key thing. We've got to get to that place where we call upon his name. I was just thinking about the importance of when we are witnessing and sharing our faith. What are we sharing? We're sharing about the good news of a mighty God. He is good. He is worthy to be praised. We shout hallelujah at the good news of who he is. But good news is only good news when you're faced with a bad news situation. You know, so when we are witnessing, you know, we're witnessing to people in the place of need. We're identifying where people are at so we can minister to them. We can share forth his word. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, it says in verse uh, 6, and I love how it opens, so we say with confidence, and I'm going to read back the first few verses, but I just want to put this verse out there at the beginning. So we say with confidence, and he's quoting from Psalm 118, 6 and 7, it says, Yehovah is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Yehovah is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When we understand who we are from an eternal perspective, we can understand the goodness of Yehovah and what he has for each and every one of us. I want you to know this is a great day. And God says this, I am your help. I am your help in the time of need. So let's just go back and look at verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 13. It says, keep on loving each other as brothers. And this is the blessing of being in the body of Messiah, that we can be an encouragement and a strength to each other. You know, one person might have one gift in one area, another has a gift in another area. And how can we walk together even with the differences in who the Father has made us? But we are called to be those who love each other. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people are entertaining angels without knowing it. But what an awesome scripture. And, you know, what do we learn from the opening of this portion of scripture? We, we learn that there is authority, there is power in the love of Messiah. And, 
you know, as we grow in Messiah, we have an obligation, and that obligation is to allow what Yeshua is doing in our lives to uh, impact the lives of other believers, to impact the lives of the brokenhearted. That's why if you're struggling with being a witness, you know, we've got to go over these foundational things to establish what is it that brought the transformation within my life. First, I received the love of Yahovah. And yesterday I talked about the testimony of a young man sharing how he was supernaturally healed of leukemia and how the glory, the love of Yahovah fell in the place. And I was a heathen. I was separated from Elohim. And even in that lost state, I was able to experience and be surrounded by the love of Yahovah and how much he cared, not just for the young boy sharing the testimony of how God saved his life and delivered him from leukemia, but also that God loved me. And this is what's so important that we uh, uh, engage and connect with the love of Yahovah in the area of help, in the area of recognizing who Yeshua was in our life. Do you know the areas where he has helped you? Where has Elohim helped you? Take, take a moment and just think about that, where you've identified the help of God. When he intervened, when he stepped in, when he made a way. You know, I'll never forget the day when I was preaching the gospel on the, the streets in the UK, and I used to travel up and down from London to Glasgow on the bus and just pray with people, minister to people on the nights on the buses. And it was awesome. One day I was in uh, Buchanan Street bus station in Glasgow, and uh, I was there, and I'm just like praising the Father, everything's good. The next minute, I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of hooligans, and they stick knives in me, and I've got blades going all around my stomach, around my back, and they're saying, hey, mister, give us your money or we'll drop you right here, right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that is a time where I needed the help of Yehovah. How did the help of Yeshua come at that moment? Well, firstly, one of the things that we teach on a regular basis here at Bulldoze of Faith, Living Life in the Spirit, we talked about, or we talk about the importance of hearing and knowing the voice of the Spirit. How can we be effective in our faith if we are disconnected from the voice of Yehovah? We need to know His voice. And every time we come to the Word, we come to the Word with the realization and the importance. Father, as I read through the Word, as I read through this Scripture, I want to know your voice. I want to know not just what this Scripture is saying, yes, within its context, but what are you saying to me? Is this a word for me? Now listen, we don't need to be whacked out maniacs where we come up with all these different systems. And you know, one thing that kind of makes me a little sick and gets me a bit mad is when people talk about, you know, their special signs between them and God and, oh, God's given me the sign. This is my number. When I see this number, I know it's God. Listen, let me tell you something. You are not called to be blind trying to feel your way through life with little signs. You can open your eyes in the Spirit and know 
what it means to be in intimate fellowship with Yehovah. You don't have to have the signs of the number 7, the 27, 30. Well, I don't care what your number is uh, or what you think about signs. But, you know, this is what uh, Kabbalah runs after. This is what uh, foreign gods run after. They set up all these different systems so that you can identify what way you should go and what truth is. I don't care about signs. If angels come along and they give you signs that goes against the scripture, don't follow signs. You know, those types of signs, you'll end up in the pits. I'm not looking for those signs. I'm looking to be steadfast and secure in the presence of Yehovah to know his voice. So listen, when you hear teachers and people running after signs and running after stuff, all they're telling you is that, you know, I, I don't know how to be secure in the presence of Yehovah to seek for his voice, for his way and his instructions. And, you know, we, you've got to grow up in the faith. We've got to mature in the faith. Yes, as you're Baby believers, you know, you might see significance in all these little things. But we've got to get to that place where we are walking in true fellowship with Yehovah, that we can receive from him, that we can understand what he is saying to us. So in that moment, because I spend time walking in the Spirit, listening to the voice of the Spirit, when the place and the time of need came, and those knives were all in me, six or eight different blades in my body, all the, the, the spikes, I could feel them all around, piercing through my clothes. And, you know, in that moment, the Father gave me a word. I looked at the one guy in front of me, the leader, who's standing right in front of me, the one with the greatest boldness out of all of the other young people with their blades in, uh, touching into my body. I said, I said, you have no idea who you're messing with. I'm going to count to ten, and you better be gone from here, or you will find out who I am. And I started to count down. Now, that was a word from Yehovah in the place of need in a, in a time where, Father, I need your help. And, you know, that was my cry when that incident happened. Father, I need your help. And all of a sudden, the words of the Spirit came forth that were words to bring forth deliverance. When you got to 10, 9, 8, 7, there's no sign of deliverance. There's no sign of movement. 6, 5, 4, 3, no sign of movement. You know, what is behind this word? Where is the authority of the Spirit in the midst of this countdown? And then when I get to that very last number, it was just a supernatural moment in the presence of Yehovah and every single one of those young men, young boys, boom, they scattered instantly. And all those blades came out from me and they ran off as fast as they possibly could. I never had to give up any money. I didn't have to, uh, you know, lose uh, my life or end up in hospital because my God is my helper. He will provide a way. He will make a way. And we need to know how to listen. So in the beginning of Hebrews chapter 13, it says, Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers. You know, there is times where angels will show up. 
in our entertainment. And it's just identifying, you know, sometimes we don't know if they're angels. They just look like normal people. And, you know, it talks about identification with others, as we see in verse 3. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners and those who are mistreated as if you yourself were suffering. So what we see here in the place of help, in the place of, you know, walking together, we have a testimony, that overcoming spirit that we can share with the lives of others. And as we share testimony with others, it gives them confidence and encouragement for them to see the deliverance within their lives as well. And then it goes on to something that you think, what's that doing in, in here in the area of, uh, you know, how we love one another and walk with each other? Verse for it says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for Elohim it will judge the adulterers and all the sexually immoral keep your keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because Elohim has said never will I leave you never will I forsake you and what's this saying in this portion of scripture Keep your eye focused on Yahovah as your source. Don't get emotionally tangled into sin and other areas and other things, thinking that this is where uh, your answer can come from. And what's the Father saying? You know, you use this vulnerability of what it truly means to walk in brotherly love, and you use that to bring damage and to bring sin into the community of believers, it's not going to go well for you. You know, the Father is saying, keep your eyes fixed on me. He says this, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Now, I want to turn to Psalm 118, uh, where this next portion is taken from. Uh, let's just turn there, if you turn in the scriptures, because it's an important uh, portion on, on what it says here. It says, uh, verse 6, Yehovah is with me, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Yehovah is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. And I believe this is a word for someone right now where you are being falsely accused, attacked, where people are seeking to destroy who you are. And the Father is saying this, you can look in triumph on your enemy. It's better to take refuge in Yehovah than to trust in man. So it's amazing how you see this portion of scripture from Psalm 118, and it's pushed into this little section on the importance of the love of Messiah in our relationship and our social duties as believers in Messiah in Hebrews chapter 13. And we have, you know, those key areas on how we should live amongst the brothers and amongst the, the, the sisters in Yehovah. Yehovah is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You know, it's better to take refuge in Yehovah than to trust in man. And this is our call when we go out and we're sharing the gospel. And when people are in that place of help, everyone's got their hands out looking for that deliverance for someone to come along and help them in their place of need. But guess what? You're going to find yourself right back there in that same place 
in a future date. And the help that the Father is offering through the Word, He's saying, I'm going to bring you to a place where you won't just experience help for that one moment, but you will experience what it truly means to walk with the Helper. And I love what it says about the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He will be our Helper. He will lead us into truth. And, you know, we've got to recognize, are we in that place where we recognize we need help? I was just going through one of our uh, past newsletters and listening to, uh, or just reading one of the testimonies uh, from a few months ago about the lady who had the toothache and what she was going through. She was identifying that when I said, just place the hand in the part of your body where you're sick, she's like, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that. And she says it was like the pride rising up. She knew she had a need, she needed help, but it took a little bit about overcoming the pride of man to come to that place to receive help. And some people are in that place when it comes, when we come to sharing the gospel, they know they're in a bad situation. They know they're in a place of need. But the last thing they want to do is call out to Yehovah. They don't want to call out to God. And what did we see in that Psalm 121? I lift my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? And my testimony is this. I've been walking in the faith for decades, for many years. And through all of my time walking with Yehovah, there is many times where I've lifted up my eyes to the mountains. When I've said, Father, you are my source, you are my help. You know, I know that you will bring me through this. I know no matter what I face, you are the creator of the universe. I put my trust in you. And there's something beautiful about identifying help, the help that the Father has for us. You know, well, what happens if people don't want help? You know, you've got the life of Yeshua and the ministry of Yeshua. And I love what he says in, uh, you know, uh, John chapter 8. And, you know, there's a, a real big debate and uh, there's, you know, you, you've got so much that's taken place. And, you know, Yeshua, you know, he is not holding back any punches. He's coming against the religious. He's coming against those uh, Pharisees, those uh, people who are coming against Yeshua and, and basically accusing him that, you know, who do you think you are? And I want to read a few portions of the scripture here because I want you to see that we've got to be bold in our witness. And sometimes in the place of witness, we will be before people who don't want to listen. They don't want to hear the truth. And the question is, can the words, uh, you know, to those rebellious, can they break through to bring forth salvation? And you've got to ask yourself the question in John chapter 8. And, you know, I encourage you to go read the whole chapter. We're not going to read the whole chapter for time's sake. But what we see in John chapter 8, we see just how uh, precise Yeshua is at attacking that religious spirit. He's talking about, you know, who's your daddy? You know, you think Abraham's your dad, your children of Abraham? He starts hitting them so hard in those areas. In the beginning of John chapter 8, you know, you have that portion of Scripture where the woman caught in the act of adultery is thrown before Yeshua. 
And what does Yeshua do? Instead of falling to their trap to trip him up, to have him make the wrong decision so they can say, aha, you dealt with this wrong. He got down and he started writing in the sand. And he says, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. That's what he's saying there in, in verse 7. He's basically saying, for all you who have not committed adultery, have you got the ability to throw a stone? Well, what about other sins within your life? Who are you? Uh, because obviously, according to the law of Moses, you had to have both parties brought before uh, the judge. So Yeshua was not going to judge on the basis of just one person coming forward. And then in the end, the testimony of Yeshua and the way he handled the situation brought that woman to a place where she could receive. And this is what the Father does. He will bring us in the place of our sin. He will bring us to a place where we can receive. And what did Yeshua do in verse 10? He straightened up and he asked a woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said then neither do I condemn you. And he doesn't stop there. He makes a declaration. He said, go now and leave your life of sin. Go now and leave your life of sin. When we come to Yeshua to receive help, he won't just give us help to get us out of that situation. He will bring forth the transformation that needs to take place within our lives that we receive by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are born again of the Spirit. If you're listening right now and you have not received Yeshua and you just think, well, you know, I'm just too dirty. Uh, you know, I've got too many sins. I've got too many troubles. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm too prideful to come before Yeshua. Then hear the word of Yehovah. Come to Yeshua and leave your life of sin. Allow Yeshua to be your help. And in that testimony, as I was going through the, the newsletter of the woman with the toothache, what I loved about it, when she started to be obedient to what the word that the Father gave me during that broadcast, it was praise Him for your healing. After you laid hands on the place where you're sick, praise Him for your healing. And that just made her so upset. I don't, you know, I don't want to do this out loud. Why do I have to do that? And in the action of obedience and following through, the manifestation of the healing took its full uh, account within her life. And a few weeks later, she had no toothache and she was experiencing the deliverance of Yehovah. That's how powerful our God is. So in verse 12 of John 8, I just want to read a few portions here because everything we're dealing with in this time together, we're dealing with Yeshua, you're my help. We're talking about the importance of how we witness and how we share the gospel. And like I said yesterday, you cannot be effective in evangelism if you lose connection with what Yeshua has done in your life. So we want to pray for that alignment, that reconnection. Don't tell me how blessed you are in knowing more about the Scripture if we are not effective in sharing our faith and bringing transformation into the lives of those around us. Hallelujah. We are called to go into the nations and make disciples. Hallelujah. We're called to share the love of Yeshua. So verse 12, when Yeshua spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. What a powerful statement. And how does that relate to your life? Do you experience that the Father has delivered you from darkness through Yeshua HaMashiach? He is the Messiah. Hallelujah. He has taken me out of darkness into the marvelous light. And when we experience salvation, when we accepted Yeshua, when we dealt with our sin, go and sin no more, and we, and we left our sin behind, and we called in the name of Yehovah in the time of our need, in the place of brokenness. We will be saved. We will experience salvation. That Yeshua truly is the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. And I can testify through all the years in faith and in those times where it looks like you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't need to fear any evil. You don't need to be afraid of what is before you because our God will deliver you. Even when you're facing death and you're in that place. Yesterday I talked about dealing with my heart and myocarditis and um, having those moments where I sit down with Haley and Hannah and saying, I don't know if I'm going to live another day. How, you know, I love you and I, I shared my love for them. You know, we don't know how long our lives will be. We don't know if this day will be our last day. So the question is, are we making decisions within our lives that have eternal value, that are eternally important? And everything that we do for ourselves, let me tell you something, when you die, everything you did for yourself just dies with you. But everything you do unto Messiah and we do for others and we minister to others, even if we die, that will continue. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that amazing that the Father's calling us to that place where we live a selfless life, that we live to serve the purposes of Yehovah? And if our whole focus is just about being the better me, we're going to miss the glory and the blessing of what it truly means to minister to the helpless and the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. And let me tell you something. When Yeshua says this, he's not saying this in the house group with all the believers. No, the Pharisees, they challenged him. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Opposition to the mission. It's okay when people oppose us when we speak forth the truth, just allow the Holy Spirit to minister. And what did Yeshua say in verse 14? Yeshua answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my directions are right because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. What authority we see from the words of Yeshua. He knows who he is. He knows where he came from. And this is what we are called to be. We are called to be people who understand where we came from and who we are. And even in the place of opposition, when you are being persecuted for the truth within you, 
You do not have to shrink back or be afraid because you know where you've come from and you know where you're going. You know, this is what we learn from Yeshua. Verse 17, in your own law it is written that the testimony of two is valid. I am one who testifies for myself, and the other witness is the Father who sent me. Hallelujah for the testimony of Yeshua. Verse 19, then they said to him, where is your father? You do, you know, picture this. When he starts talking about the father, the Jews are not calling, calling Yehovah Father, you know, that, that would be like, what, Abba, Father? Are you kidding? You can't call God your Father. You know, so who's your Father? Do you know me or my Father? Yeshua replied, if you knew me, you would know my Father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple area near the place of the offering where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his time had not yet come. Once more, Yeshua said to them, <laughs> as if that wasn't enough, let me just poke you again in the eyeball. And why is Yeshua doing this? What is he doing? He's not doing this just to have a bad day. He is seeking to save the lost. He already opened up with the declaration, I'm the light of the world. I am calling all men unto me. And as we share right now, as we witness the testimony of how Yeshua has called us unto him and the victory that we have in Yeshua, he is my help. He is my deliverance. Glory, glory, hallelujah. We bless your holy name. Man, I am so blessed at the work of Messiah within my life. Now I can minister the help of God to the brokenhearted. I can reach out. I have something in my tank to offer to those in need. I can bring people to the place and say, Yeshua, he's the light of the world. You don't have to be in darkness. I was once in darkness and I gave my life to Yeshua. I'm walking in his ways. He's set me free. He's transformed me. And I'm offering you that same thing. The very way that I walked in deliverance is open to you today. So Yeshua, he's not slowing down. He's dealing with these Pharisees. He's dealing with these religious leaders who are so filled with their own laws. And isn't it interesting when he addresses them concerning uh, the law, what does he say? He says, in your own law, it is written <laughs> that the testimony of two men is valid. So he's basically saying, you know, you are so full of the law that you should see who I am. In your own law, you know, are you identifying yourself with that religious spirit? <laughs> you know, uh, where do you stand? Where are you at? What do we see? So once again, Yeshua opens up and he says this, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. Well, here's a, here's a message of urgency. And this is something we have to minister in the area of help concerning others. Listen, don't delay to make a decision for Yeshua. Don't delay. Choose life. Choose Him today. You know, don't allow yourself to yield to temptation. As we saw in, uh, you know, Hebrews chapter 13, we saw, you know, oh, brotherly love, everything's good. And then, and then all of a sudden, here comes this word of warning about how you conduct yourself, how you live your life. 
I'll never forget the young man who was a team challenge uh, mascot in the UK who had been delivered from drugs, transformed part of the leadership team, you know, total deliverance and just ministered within Teen Challenge for a number of years. And then he decided he's going to leave Teen Challenge and go work with a ministry uh, in Wales. And while he's down there in Wales, he rents a, a, a room in a shared house. And, you know, everything was good in that shared house until someone moved out and the other room got let out, uh, rented out to a drug addict. And he had been delivered from drugs. He's a preacher of the gospel. He had been restored. And then there he was in that place. And one day he came in and that drug addict is shooting up some heroin. And he says to him, come on, just have one shot. And that one shot of heroin had rat poison in it. And he died. I'll never forget being down that morgue, praying for him to be raised from the dead. Because his life had been taken from him, he died too young. You know, recognize the danger of sin and what sin can do to you, what sin can do to me. And, and build a protection within our life that we have the fear of Yahovah to protect us. And in this portion of scripture, Yeshua, he's speaking to the not yet saved. He's speaking to the rebellious. He's speaking to those who haven't received him. And what is he saying? You know, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin. Huh. <laughs> Where I go, you can't come. You are separated from me. You can't come to where I'm. You will die in your sin. Hear the word of Yahovah. We need to receive him. We need to humbly come to him. No matter where we are within our life, help is on the way. His help is right here, right now. The question is, is your pride so high that you can't receive help from Yahovah? Do you want to take that moment and receive from him? then you do that right here, right now. Don't wait another moment. You don't know what tomorrow has in store. Where I go, you can't come. If you've not come to that place of salvation, where I go, you can't come. So this is the day of salvation. This is the hour of salvation. And for us who are believers in Messiah, you know, it's amazing how that word salvation and the word deliverance are one in the same. He is the God who delivers us. He is the one who makes a way. And what does it say in verse 22? This made the Jews ask, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued. Let's just put the point even more clearer and further down your throats. You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world I am not of the world. Verse 24, I told you that you will die in your sins if you, not if you do not believe that I am. Oh, how powerful is this? I've told you that you will, not, you will die in your sins if you don't believe me. This is how important it is when we minister to the brokenhearted. We have to tell them, listen. Seek help from Yahovah. Help is on the way. It's right here in Yeshua, the Messiah. Come to the saving knowledge of Yeshua. Don't get to that place where you die in your sins because you reject who he is. 
You will indeed die in your sins, Yeshua says. And what's their response? Who are you, they asked. And it's a very interesting question. Who are you? If you don't know who Yeshua is, how can you receive him? How can you identify with him in who he is? And that's what we want to express when we minister to the lost, how Yeshua has helped us, who he is to us, and the, the blessing of sharing that testimony to others. Who is Yeshua? Who's Jesus to you? Who is he? Well, you know, he's someone I read about and I pray to, but who is he? To you, is he the one who brought deliverance? Is he the one that, uh, you know, you're born again of the Spirit, you're washed with the blood of Yeshua? Is he the one that paid the price for you? Is he the one that you walk with every day by the power of the Holy Spirit? Who is Yeshua to you? Just what I have claimed all along, Yeshua replied. I have much to say in judgment of you, but he who sent me is reliable. And what I have heard from him... I tell the world. They didn't understand that he was telling them about his father. So Yeshua said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, what a powerful portion of scripture we see here. When you have lifted up the Son of Man, <laughs> then you will know that I am the one I claim to be and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I, am al for I always do what pleases him. The Son of Man will be lifted up. Then you'll know who I am. We have the testimony today of Yeshua. He didn't just die, but he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Death has no sting. We see victory in Yeshua. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, for Elohim, God, he so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And as we look at the area of help within our lives today, I want you to identify testimonies within your life where you have seen the help of God, where he has delivered you. I've just shared a couple of little things of mountains of testimonies that I could share. We could talk for days and weeks and months of all the places and all the times where Yahovah has helped me through the power of the Spirit. And I want you to take notes of where God has helped you. And I want you to ask the question, who could you share with today the testimony of a time when God helped you? Can you reach out to someone today? Now, we're going to be on this for the next five or six days on the importance of I'm a witness being a witness. So be expected every day to take up the challenge of how we don't just hear the word, but we also look at how we share the word with someone today. So take a moment. Father, as we take this moment right now, I want to ask you, who do I need to share with today about your help, about your love? Who can I share with today? And listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. Be bold, be strong, for Yehovah is with you. Come on. Where is the body of Messiah that will rise up and speak forth the word of Yehovah to a broken and hurting 
generation. This is how we see salvation. This is how people are rescued. You don't have to die in your sin, but if you don't have a preacher, if you don't have someone coming and speaking to you, maybe you will never have that connection through Yeshua. Yeshua said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You cannot come to the Father except through me. And that might not be a big deal to you from where you stand because you don't understand the connection with the Father and the Son. But especially here in Israel, when you talk to the religious Jews, and you tell them you have no covenant with God because you deny the Messiah. Man, that's a very real word right here in the land of Israel. It's powerful. And as I share with religious Jews that word, it's amazing the response that I get and how people are open with a listening ear to hear the foundation of the gospel of Yeshua of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you for this time. Thank you, Father, for your word. May we be overflowing with the glory of what it truly means to be born again of the Spirit. You have set us free that we have your life within us. You've taken us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We take a moment to rejoice in our salvation, to rejoice in what you have done for us. But let us not live out selfishly, but let us look at ways and how we bring forth your truth to a broken and hurting generation. Father, my prayer right now to everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, will you empower us right now? Will you use us to minister to those in need? Father, we ask you that we can be there for the brokenhearted. We can reach out to those in pain. Father, I pray right now that you take this feed, this message, that you will share it on multiple platforms and that those who are in need will listen to this message and receive the help from Yehovah today in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. If you're blessed and encouraged with this message and you have testimony, you know, the Father's working in your life. Take a moment and write about what He's doing in your life. Share it with us so we can share it with other brothers and sisters. Why? Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. There's something so powerful about sharing your faith in Yeshua. And if you've been listening to this message and you're not yet saved, you've just fallen upon this message and you have not received Yeshua, don't die in your sin. Don't live another moment in a sinful life. Just do what we read in John chapter 8 when Yeshua, what did he do? He spoke to the woman caught in the act of adultery. Go and leave your life of sin. Hear the word of Yehovah. Go and leave your life of sin. Don't live in sin any longer. And you know, that feeling that you're feeling right now, you're just feeling like what's going on within your heart. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, I love you. I care for you. I want you to experience the fullness of joy to be found in me, says Yehovah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Well, happy preparation day. Shabbat Shalom for all those who are in this, the Sabbath already. If you're listening in Australia uh, or down under in that direction, <laughs> we are moving into the Sabbath shortly here in the land of Israel. For all others, happy preparation day. May you go with Yahovah. And I appreciate you taking the time to join with me today. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, Shabbat Shalom.